thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson. Hello and welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast. I'm your host, the Barefoot Podiatrist, Paul Thompson, and I quite often get questions from some of you guys asking about the different ways I keep myself healthy or who looks after my feet. And today I've got a very special guest. Um, it's Dr. Rick Schladera from Better Balanced Chiropractic. Hope you got your last name right, mate. Who's been looking after me for many, many years now. Um, must be close to, oh, God, what, 10 years or so? Must be. Yeah. Over um, 10 years. I reckon over 10 years, yeah. But today we're going to be talking about, I guess, more of an emotional uh, level and how it affects our feet, um, which may seem a little, you know, different to some of you, but yeah, listening because it's going to be a really good episode, um, and it's something we quite often don't think about of you know how our emotions, how our uh, neural pathways and our stress can affect how we move, and then in turn affect our movement patterns in our feet. So. Huge welcome, Dr. Rick. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on here with you. And, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure knowing you over the last 10 plus years as well. So, um, my honour, um, truly, to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry you've had to deal with me over the last 10 years, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you're, I mentioned. You're a gentleman. <laughs> so they say. So, <laughs> Dr. Rick, like I mentioned, is a, a chiropractor. But, you know, he obviously specialises in um, lots of things. But the one thing that I keep going back to, to Rick for is, like I mentioned, that emotional um, kind of level, that emotional release. So first and foremost, it's, I mean, just to, I guess kinesiology would be the easiest way of um, defining. So some of you might have heard of kinesiology. So I'm going to get Rick, you, if that's all right, to talk about you know, what kinesiology is, what are some of these different techniques you use to help with an emotional level? And I guess just let us know what you do. I mean, I know it works. I feel a difference and it keeps me in check. Um, it keeps my body in check, not only from an emotional point of view, but a, a physical point of view. So if you can run us through, mate, you know, the different things you do and how you keep me healthy, that would be amazing. So basic kinesiology, Paul, basic um, description or definition is the study of motion. So we use muscles to gain information from the person, the individual. So um, we can also use it as a standalone technique in what we call applied kinesiology, which is a nice you know, technique to really understand and get info from the body on, on a physical, chemical and emotional level. And then there's also other techniques that I can explain a bit later, which are using uh, the methods of kinesiology along with other um, other sort of forms like traditional Chinese medicine, the meridian systems and other other techniques to sort of combine and, and work through the body that way. So and I guess from what we've done with you over the years is just try and, I guess, help balance your uh, body through the different forms like physical, chemical, emotional. And, and I guess the emotional side is something that a lot of us these days are sort of 
having the most challenges with, with stressful society, you know, work life, personal life, family life, kids, etc. So, you know, I think it's just a nice little tool and method to help uh, de-stress, I think, the nervous system. It's, it's interesting, right, because I remember, I mean, all those years when I started, when I first was introduced to, you know, this kinesiology type um, treatment and work, yeah, I was sceptical, not going to lie, you know, sure. it all seemed a little strange and, you know, asking questions um, and then my body's responding in a way that kind of gives you, you know, you're kind of tapping into my thoughts essentially. And, yeah, you know, it was definitely confronting um, for me at first just, you know, I'm always, I don't know, I just wasn't, I didn't know what it was. But yeah. from experience and, like, clearly it must, um, I must like it. I've been coming back for 10 years. But, <laughs> yeah, like I find... It's really interesting that, like, how much we store stress from the past, even, you know, and like, so for those of you who haven't had kinesiology before, and you know, I may have this completely wrong, I'm just going off what I've experienced in my sessions, but you know, there'll be times where, where something's happening in my body physically, and I'll go in and see Rick, and we'll tap into some of this kinesiology and find out if there's you know, what's going on essentially, whether it's physical, whether it's something emotionally blocking um, me and causing stress and flaring something up in my body. And the amount of times that the stress or the emotion that um, is giving me grief is from the past and it may be back from, you know, childhood, which blows me away. And and the amount of times that then Rick will sort of clear this, you know, energy or emotion or whatever you want to call it, and then that symptom or that block physically will start to clear up as well. So I find it really interesting. So can you talk more about how we store these kind of old emotions and how that does affect our body? Yeah, that's that's a really, firstly, it's a really good explanation the way you just described it. Uh, I guess the main way to, to sort of get a grip on why we have stored emotions is if you can think of the body as just trying to cope with whatever it's, you know, it's, stressful or, or traumatic events are happening at a moment in time so the way the body operates is it's trying to just get through as best it can a, a traumatic or stressful time so you know it, it sometimes just says you know what i'm just going to sort of park that one store that away and try and just move on so i can keep functioning and you know people i'm sure throughout their lives would have experienced that you know some people unfortunately lots of times and some people you know, been fortunate enough not to have so many traumatic experiences. But, you know, what we what we sort of see today as being traumatic, and if you think back to your past, like your childhood as an example, a lot of the times if you think back as an adult, you just think, oh, that was just kid stuff or whatever. But you got to imagine yourself at that moment in time feeling that emotion and that trauma, whatever it was, and it could be like you're bullied at school or it could be, you know, your uh, relationship breakup or whatever it is, but... You know, at that moment in time, it was obviously quite stressful. So, you know, your nervous system pretty much just deals with it the best it can and a lot of time it just says, you know what, I really can't process this right now, so I'm just going to park it and keep functioning. So that's why I think, Paul, I guess a lot of these emotions do trace back to those earlier years and those earlier times. And it's funny, how I remember there's been a few where, you know, when, you, when we've got to the bottom of something, and I remember one was like you just mentioned, some bullying, right? Like one of the things that came up for me um, a while ago was this kid in primary school 
who was older than me, had stolen this toy off me, and I remember it vividly. And you know, like it was like you know whatever. I like think about it now. But I remember when we went through that, and what I was going through at that time, and you know, brought up other emotions. Um, I remember when you know, you know you made me think about that again. I got so cranky, and it was like, you know, damn him, that toy was cool, and you know, you got away with it. But then to clear that, I look at it now, it's like whatever, I laugh and it's kind of gone. But yeah, it's, it's funny how we do store these old emotions and how they can be brought up again with something that's happening currently in our life as well. So it's almost like you're compounding um, these emotions. If that Does that kind of ring true? Yeah, ever? absolutely. So there's a thing in our nervous system as well called repetition compulsion. So a lot of the psychologists or people in that sort of area of field would know this term. Basically what it means is experiences that we've gone through in the past, our nervous system doesn't know good or bad. It doesn't actually rate it. It just says, okay, this has happened before, so I'm actually just going to repeat and push the repeat button and keep creating those situations. So hence why you find people talk about, oh, I keep attracting this or this keeps happening or I must have the worst luck because this keeps on happening in my life. So, you know, without realising it, you're actually just re basically playing stuff that you haven't cleared in your past and it just keeps playing out in your in your in your current and future life. And and you know, as much as you've got a consciously strong mind, there's just things that, you know, your subconscious will take over because the 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 scientific facts are we run pretty much eighty, ninety percent of the time off our subconscious programs, mm. which is exactly what we're dealing with when we're trying to help people release these past stresses. And then do we release them? Like, so when we, you know, clear these emotions or, um, you know, this energy or whatever, like, do you actually clear it from your neural system? Yeah, so the technique that we use for this is called NET or neuroemotional technique. And there's a really nice book that's been published by this, uh, this doctor in America called Candace Pert, P-E-R-T. And she wrote this book called Molecules of Emotion. And basically what that book found and through her studies and was that, you know, you really, these emotions in our body are actually neuropeptides or protein chains. So, you know, a lot of people think emotions are just in your head, but you know what? They're not. They're all through every sort of part of your body, cells of your body, organs. So hence why you talk about the terms, I get butterflies in my stomach or I got really galled or angry in my liver or, you know, my heart was fluttering and pounding. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, all these all these organs have direct relationships with emotions. So, you know, this this uh, Dr. Candice Perch, she, she actually found that these neuropeptides are these emotions that are all through our body. So the, the key to what this technique or part of the kinesiology does is it helps to actually basically break those protein chains or change the form of them so they're not actually creating the same charge or impact on the nervous system. So it's not actually that you're removing memories or thoughts or, you know, conscious things out of your head because we're not here to do that. The only way to do that is by having a lobotomy, but we're not here to do that. <laughs> so the, the way that we do it is to just change the emotional charge and how that impacts on the individual and their nervous system. Yeah, right. So, so you can then still think about that event or whatever and, you won't react the same way at a, at a neurological level. Exactly. As you would try to being treated, yeah. So it's like you said before with your example that you shared with someone, you know, 
bigger bully, whatever stole your toys. Like back then, it was devastating. You were like, you know, you were, you were heartbroken. You were so angry, like I said. But then when you think about it now, that you sort of, I guess, release and process that those neuropeptides of those emotions, you, you just think, oh, it was just a silly kid that obviously had his own, he had his own issues, and that was it. And you can just forget about it. Do you know what I mean? So. It's, it's just really trying to take the impact and the negative charge that that has on, on the person. Yeah, well, it was a pretty cool toy. It was a little bike helmet with a little bike. <laughs> I might have to come and see you again. I'm starting to get worked yeah, up Yeah, I was going to say, maybe, maybe we haven't thought of you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming an issue. Yeah. <laughs> so then with, um, like, you know, these emotional um, charges, how does that then follow through to affect our body. So it's obviously it may affect our thoughts and um, moods and things like that, um, how our neural system works. But then physically, how can that show up with these stored um, emotions? Yeah, so that's awesome. Really good question as well. Right? So basically within the concepts of the meridian system, um, as in traditional Chinese uh, medicine and, and the acupuncture meridians, each, they found that each meridian or pathway relates to a set of emotions and that's part of the feature of this technique called NET or neuroemotional technique. Um, so Dr. Scott Walker in America came up with this technique that linked um, different emotions to those different meridians. Now it's also known from traditional Chinese medicine that each meridian actually relates to a specific muscle group in the body. So each muscle then links to a certain meridian which can actually relate to a certain muscle as well. So as an example, you know, we can talk about, you know, and I guess the one, one that would be relevant for a lot of your work is, is are the calf muscles, which are the gastrocnemius and soleus muscles. Mm-hmm. So these muscles are basically directly linked to the adrenal system. And as you would know, and as the name suggests, the adrenal system relates or meridian relates to the adrenal glands and producing adrenaline. So under sort of stress, whether it be emotional stress, physical stress, or, you know, traumas even, your body goes into a lot of adrenal fatigue as a result of being under, you know, uh, lengthy periods of stress with the adrenal system. So that can then have a direct influence on, say, the gastrocnemius and the calf, uh, soleus, calf muscles, and that can cause all sorts of dysfunction within your lower legs, can cause or impact on your Achilles tendon. It can also create you know, walking or gait pattern issues or, you know, even plantar fasciitis, which you've probably seen a thousand times over. So, you know, there's all these different relationships. So I guess the key and what you've really, you know, connected the dots with nicely is the fact that, you know, yeah, we're stressed and, yeah, we've got stuff going on, but how does that actually impact on people's, you know, physical bodies? So, and and I guess the key to this is that these techniques and NET and the kinesiology methods we use are actually physiological techniques. In other words, we're trying to impact on your physiology, not just say, okay, now you're not stressed anymore. It's it's really about how that impacts and makes the body function as close to normal as it can. Yeah. And I want to hang out here for a bit because now the way I look at this calf stuff as well is, I mean, so it's obviously linked to the adrenal system, but when you look at the fight or flight response, I mean, it kind of, I might be making stuff up here, but it kind of makes sense in that back in our primal days, if you're, like, stressed, it's normally because something's about to eat you or bite you. Yep. So that really makes sense that you're going to send a lot of adrenaline down to the, you know, the calves and the feet 
as a way than getting ready to run, right? Exactly. Or, so, or yeah. run. Yeah, 100%. So, so running fast or jumping up into a tree or whatever yeah, it is, right. you know what I mean? So 100%, mate, you've got to slow on Because then yeah. if you go for a run or you, know, you run um, from that line or whatever, you'd be burning a lot of that adrenaline off in the calf, but instead we're sitting there, um, you know, stagnant a lot of us so we'll be in these stressful states of being chased by something even though or we're really being chased by uh old emotions or an email that's just come through or an alarm that's gone off um you know something that's still causing stress in our body but we're then not burning off um that like adrenaline so you know this really makes sense and it's something i see a lot um clinically it's hard to get across to people sometimes and we might try different techniques and we're releasing the calves to help with more you know better function but those calves just keep tightening up and you know this is where i think like these type of treatments could be really really beneficial and helpful to you know i like rich just said it's not about just getting rid of the stress it's also getting rid of those um, old emotions and, and blocks as well to break that cycle um because Am I right in, you know, like just meditating or, you know, doing things that reduce reduce our stress levels, will that help get rid of some of these emotional kind of, you know... I, I think, I, think I mean, meditation is a great tool and I think, you know, like anything, it's, it needs to... There, there's got to be balance in your life, you know what I mean? So, you know, you can meditate, but if you're, you know, drinking 30 beers a day, smoking 20 cigarettes, you know, it's... It's not going to be as effective, do you know what I mean? So that's why I think like a multidisciplinary approach, you know, different techniques, different methods, different, you know, coming from different angles is really important. So yes, I, I mean, I meditate and I find the benefits are amazing. But yeah, like you said, the question is, does meditation completely resolve that? Uh, I think it helps and it definitely calms the nervous system down. But I think there's got to be other ways to directly influence those thought emotions as well. Yeah, yeah. As well as the kinesiology side of this and, and the emotions, what are some of the? Because I know you do some really cool techniques on these. So, <laughs> what are some <laughs> of the other techniques you can use then to help get our body back in like balance and back in check? So once we've cleared some of these, um, you know, past emotions or current emotions, you know, stresses, whatever's happening at that time. Yeah. What then else are you doing to help? Um, you know, bring the body back into balance. You know, I think we do look at the holistic principle as a, and, and I guess, you know, as you say, you're definitely in alignment with that, with your own philosophy, your work, and also your own, the way you live your life. So, you know, we look at things physically, chemically, emotionally. So, you know, yes, the kinesiology, the NET helps to address the emotional state as does, you know, meditation and the other methods. You know, biochemically, obviously, you'll look at your diet and nutritional and make sure there's no deficiencies or, you know, um, toxins coming into the environment. I mean, you know, we've got to look at, you know, even external things like, you know, moulds or other things that you're exposed to. So, you know, maybe people in work environments where there's a high toxicity um, component. So, you know, all those things are really important to address and consider. I guess the things you're referring to more on the physical treatment side, which are also you know pretty cool techniques. The, there's one that I do use on you quite regularly, and it's called quantum neurology. And that one's basically, it does use kinesiology as well, but it's a method to really sort of activate the nerve pathways to the different muscle groups. So, 
there's a nice sort of way of uh, both working out and also helping to activate muscles that may have switched off or not be as active as they should be at the time. So, you know, we can work through the body from top to toe and see, you know, what's on, what's off. And, and I guess the way to describe it, it's kind of like going outside to your fuse box and just going, okay, which of the fuses are blown, which ones need to be switched back on. And, uh, and it's, it's quite, it's quite fascinating and also really quite, I guess from what you've noticed, Paul, as well, it can be quite instant in terms of just reactivating, you know, pretty much in a matter of, you know, 10, 15 seconds. So, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of the time the corrections are, you know, quite, um, I guess successful in turning things back on. I guess the key then is making sure that you don't just keep going outside to the fuse box and having to switch the fuses on every 10 minutes. So, you know, really working out what circuits in the body are causing you know, those muscles or pathways, neural pathways to kind of overload and switch off. So, you know, those techniques are um, in, co- in combination, I guess, with others like, like the craniosacral work we do, which um, you know, I do a lot of as well with you. And obviously it's, um, you know, it's a nice technique also at calming the nervous system down because the, uh, the craniosacral work works more on what's called the parasympathetic nervous system. And as we were talking about before with the adrenal system, the adrenals are basically what we call the sympathetic dominant system. So it's the fight or flight response, whereas the parasympathetics are directly opposed to that, which has more of a calming influence. So if you're a bit too sympathetic dominant in your, in your autonomic nervous system, it means, you know, you're out of balance. So the craniosacral is another way to activate the parasympathetics to calm things down. So, a lot of technical words, mate. So sorry if I've gone overboard with them, but it's it's I'm just a, those yeah those are nice techniques that we apply to really address more of the physical side and those pathways to make sure the nervous system is firing the way that it needs to. And with the because the quantum neurology is what I was yeah, hoping we'd um, have a little chat about as well. I didn't yep. know the actual name of it, so I'm glad yep. I know the name of it now. Mm-hmm. That's something <laughs> I do really like. So I guess first. With muscles and, and, and things turning off, mm-hmm. now obviously it can be from things like previous injury, or um, it might be the uh, to like set, like sedentary and not using them enough potentially. But can emotions play a part in muscles switching off as well? Absolutely. So yeah, that's why we're talking about the physical, chemical, emotional. So emotions can purely switch the circuits off and blow the fuse. Um, toxins and you know, poor diet and nutrition can blow it as well. And, yeah. and yeah, like I say, structural imbalances, poor posture, sedentary, sitting at your desk all day, all that sort of stuff can also do it. So, you know, it's, it doesn't always mean it's just one. It can be, you know, two or three of those components. But, yes, any or all of those can do that. And it's really interesting, this quantum neurology, because, I mean, I'm pretty lucky in that, you know, when I'm seeing people um, and giving them exercises to help with posture and movement, I'm generally showing them the stuff anyway. So I'm kind of getting to, I guess, you know, put myself in good positions um, and try and train with patients on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> well, I try to. Yeah. But yeah. I still find that, and what you know <laughs> from seeing me, that <laughs> like things turn off all the time and I'll go and see Rick and, you know, it might be that I've worked on some like good exercises and posture and you're still doing that stuff, but, yeah, like something will have, will have switched off 
and I'll be then compensating. And it might be just a, a small compensation, but if I let that go, over time that's going to turn into bigger compensations and then you know more risk of pain or injury. So I love this technique mm. because you do feel it instantly. You know, like my psoas turns off all the time. Um, yes. <laughs> it's always a big one, isn't it? Yeah. I think so for me, we, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go for yeah. I was going to say, I think for me, it's like I live in a state of stress, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm I'm always having to do things and I'm just, you know, I always put myself probably um, in a position where I'm taking on a little too much, which, which I love. It keeps, you know, like it drives me, but yeah, you know, I find I breathe up in the chest too much and I get in that fight or flight mode, even though I know I should be diaphragmatically breathing and, and you know, getting more meditation in, but yeah, I live in a state of stress and for me I think that's why my psoas turns off regularly and I feel it. Like the more it starts to turn off, like I feel structurally not as sound, you know. But is that right? Is my kind of on, on the money there or is there something oh, that's going on? Absolutely. There? No, no, it's spot on. And, and I guess another way to describe it is, you know, it's and you'll see this with your own clients and, and people you look after, it's, a lot of the time, it's not necessarily just a weakness in muscles. It's just, as you said, it's just things have switched off because as soon as you switch them back on, they're fully functioning muscles. So it's not like they were actually weak in the first place. Do you know what I mean? But what's caused the, you know, those switches, those fuses to go off is, is what the key is. And and going back to the psoas, I mean, yeah, back to the traditional Chinese meridians and, and those things. So that's basically the kidney bladder meridians that links to a lot of fear-based stuff as well. And and not just that, it's also, you know, sitting at a desk. A lot of people, unfortunately, have to do that most of the day and, and their, their hip flexors just kind of get fatigued and switch off and go to sleep and the next thing is they've got low back pain or, you know, feet issues because they can't support themselves properly. And, and I guess the other thing to describe it, which you were, you know, really accurate before in saying is, you know, these smaller problems can lead to bigger problems. So the classic analogy I give is like a wheel alignment of a car. So if you've got... A wheel, the wheels are slightly offline, the tires wear out faster. I mean, it's just a, it's a given, and that's just what happens with the body. If you've got these alignment issues or things that are not functioning in their proper manner, then you're just going to wear stuff out, and that's yeah. just that's just how it is. But even with, um, I didn't know how to. I was going to say like part of an alignment would be working on your posture and you know doing some movement based exercise too to actually move better but then if the muscles that should be firing quickly to keep you in a a good position aren't doing so then yeah you're never really going to be completely self-sufficient i guess um in maintaining that posture you know and good movement patterns you know really well um so yeah you know i think it's really important that if you find you know you're doing like rehab-based exercise or preventative exercises and and you still just find there's little things going on that you just seem to be missing, then, you know, speaking to someone like Rick could be really beneficial just to make sure that things are firing um, well, there's nothing else blocking you that's going to keep switching those, like, muscles off. Mm. Otherwise, you'll fall back into those bad old patterns, right? So, I mean, you're doing yeah. all this good work trying to fix stuff and trying to create new movement patterns but yeah if the old emotions are still there driving that old pattern and you haven't switched that over then i guess you're going to keep you know eventually resorting back to those old patterns so definitely you know check out someone like 
Like, and I forgot to mention before too, like you've got one of the highest certified NET um, practitioner statuses, don't you? Yeah, that's nice okay. to hear say that. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a thing called certification in NET or neuromotional technique, and you know, I got certified way back in, I think it was 2004, but I've been practicing NET since oh, 1998, I think it is. I'm showing my age now, but... Um, and then I've been invited back to the States and I'm going actually again in January next year to um, coach and certify some people that want to get qualified as certified practitioners. So they rank um, them as certified one, two and three. And yes, yeah, so I've been fortunate enough to be certified level three, which is the highest uh, sort of level that you can achieve in that. So it's quite an, an honour and I'm just love to give back to the technique and Dr. Scott Walker and Dr. Deb Walker who came up with the technique. Um, Always happy to go back and support them and the, and the technique. It's really nice. Um, right. The other thing I'm going to say also about the uh, quantum neurology, which I think you'll find interesting, Paul, is you know we, we have used it on obviously top athletes. I've been fortunate enough to treat Olympic athletes and stuff over the years as well. And the the, the interesting thing with the last Olympics, um, the the head of the USA track team in terms of the medical staff was actually a quantum neurology practitioner. Yeah. who oversaw the whole U.S. track team. And they would basically, that person would then allocate to the professionals like the physio, the chiro then and stuff like that. But the head of the USA track team in terms of the medical staff was actually uh, a track, uh, sorry, a quantum neurology yeah, practitioner because they were using that technique on, on all the American athletes. So mate, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, Dr. George Gonzalez who came up with the technique in America um, you know, there, there's some amazing practitioners over there as well. And, you know, they're doing some amazing studies to, you know, obviously validate these techniques. But, you know, it's, it's you know, when the proof's in the pudding, I, I guess you can say, and also when, you know, some of the biggest nations and top athletes, gold medal winning athletes in America are using these techniques, yeah, yeah, you know, something's working, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And I've felt it myself. And I don't know, how is there much evidence-based like research around quantum neurology and stuff? Or you yeah, with the quantum neurology, so every practitioner now that uh, gets basically certified as a quantum neurologist has to do a research paper for that. So, yeah, nice. you know, and there's literally, you know, I think there's 50 or 100, you know, certified practitioners already in America, I think, as an example. So, you know, I'll be doing mine next year as well. So, you know, there's, there's heaps and heaps coming through. So it's really nice to have that. I mean, the NET has lots of, you know, scientific papers as well. There was a, you know, incredible um, paper they did over overseas um, in the States that used the functional MRI unit to measure the uh, differences in brain activity before, during and after the actual NET treatment on on um, certain patients with a certain condition. So, you know, I won't go into all those details. It's quite technical, but at the same time, you know, there's heaps and heaps of research that's coming through now. Which, as you say, it's it's, it's needed. It's important. It's how society operates now. They want they want the validation. But you know, first and foremost, you know, techniques most most techniques throughout any science or any sort of um, backing starts with you know just day to day usage and practice and seeing the results come through, and then the validation tends to come in after, but, you know, there's definitely some stuff coming through. I was going to say, I read the evidence based up. Well, that's awesome that there's, yeah, evidence there and, and that it's coming through, but 
for me with some of these different techniques that I've tried over the years, like, I mean, it's nice to understand, you know, a bit about it. Evidence is nice, but at the end of the day, for me, if it makes sense, if it feels good, if it helps me, then, you know, that's kind of what I find is more important, that, mm. that I'm feeling benefit. And, you know, and that's for any technique. I, I think, you know, as long as it doesn't harm you, um, if the person's, you know, well qualified, then, yeah, you've got to find what works for you. And, and for me, um, and I keep plugging <laughs> Rick and, and his practice, <laughs> but honestly, like, this has been um, something that's helped me a lot over the years to just, yeah, keep pushing forward and keep my body um, firing well, you know. I mean, we've just heard, like, all the, the different techniques. And, and for me, yeah, I've felt it. Like, I, that's why I really wanted Rick to come on today and, and just discuss some of this stuff because, yeah, like I, I really like these techniques. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys a bit of an insight into, um, yeah, like one of the kind of techniques and practitioners that I use um, that, yeah, definitely helps me physically but also for me it helps like emotionally just keep me in check and just, you know, make sure I don't start storing up um, too much stuff because at some point that becomes – a bigger issue that you know we need to yeah we'll bring on other stuff so yeah really really uh, awesome. really really I cool uh, techniques and I'm, I'm really all keep coming back Rick <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that no like I said it's been mine mate looking after you and I totally respect everything you do in your professional life and and just even literally the way you walk walk the talk mate so you know you lead by example you've always done that you you don't say one thing and do another thing. You literally follow what you, you know, practice what you preach. And, you know, people see that integrity in you and that authenticity and, you know, it's a credit to you. So, mate, it would be my honour to uh, come on today and have a little chat with you and, and I'd be happy, you know, to chat to anyone else at some point if they send me a message or email or whatever and want some more info or people closer to where they live even, you know, I'm happy to help out. So, but, um, yeah, no, I appreciate, uh, you know, firstly your insight and, and also the great questions you ask is, uh, yeah, I don't find myself explaining these things often, I, I dare say, and it's it's actually nice to be able to um, explain some of it in, in a bit more detail. So thanks, Paul, for that. No, good. I do have one more question. Sure. So with, um, like, you know, all the emotional storage, can footwear, I had to bring it up, can footwear play a part? Can it change? I mean, it obviously changes our structure and how our spine can sit. So from a chiropractic point of view and, uh, you know, I, I guess it's going to affect um, our feet, just being in the shoe with like, you know, stiff shoes with a raised heel. Can that affect some of the, you know, quantum neurology stuff and the NET-based stuff? Or am I just, you know, just... No, no, absolutely. I mean, I'm probably learned more, more from you than anyone about that. So, you know, I guess the the... You know, I've been someone in the past that, you know, I'll be honest, I had orthotics many, many decades ago and, you know, that was those stiff, rigid things that just didn't move and my feet just went to sleep on them. And, you know, over time, you know, with just learning stuff and obviously with your, you know, incredible knowledge and input as well, you know, I learned that, you know, there's stuff you need to do to activate and get the foot functional. So, you know, I think in terms of, you know, how we both operate now and in terms of, you know, the different methods we use, I think, you know, there's there's a definite link between, you know, 
for, you know, footwear choice and activities and the way we use our feet and, and exercise even. So, you know, I've, like I said, I've learned a lot from you even watching all your videos and stuff. I love watching all your little um, exercise tips. I, I, I run through those all the time. So, you know, I think there's a definite uh, link between, you know, how we use our feet, the muscles, the stresses in our body, even the way they switch on and off. So, you know, I think it's all works hand in hand, but I guess the key to it is making sure that we're active in terms of what we do, not just sort of rely on something and, you know, don't just go to sleep on it. So, you know, I, I think the shoes and the footwear and the activity, the sports we choose, I think it's, it's important, you know, that we, you know, pay attention to our body and, you know, the foundation, as you know better than anyone, is, is from the ground up. So you got to make sure that you start off on the right foot, pardon the pun, and, um, <laughs> And you uh, and you get things balanced, and, and obviously from what we do, you know, we look at the body, you know, from top to toe down, but we also make sure that the function, you know, is working through those different muscles, different, you know, joints in the pelvis, the spine, obviously the cranials as well. So we can give the rest of the body the chance it needs to be, uh, you know, in good posture and functioning at its optimal, at its optimal, I should say. So you're saying dysfunctional feet is in a heavy tree body. Nice. Correct. There you go. That's a much better way of putting it. <laughs> so keep fixing your feet. And then get Sorry. Quantum. What was that, right? So fix your feet and then get quantum neurology. There you go. That's the, that's the thing. Deal. Right. So how yeah. do people find you? Uh, that's a good question. So uh, I've got two clinics. I'm based in, uh, in the city, so CBD, Macquarie Street in the city, and also in Double Bay. Um, in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. So our website is www.betterbalancechiropractic.com.au and, yeah, my name is Dr. Rick Schletterer. I'm a chiropractor, a kinesiologist and acupuncturist, so we use a combination of all those things. So off our website, we've got newsletters if you want to sign up on our website so you can uh, basically get some info as well. And if you want to email me, so it's, Info at betterbalancechiropractic.com.au. So social that's, media? Yeah, that's where we're at. And social media is Better Balance? Yeah, it's all under Better Balance Chiropractic. So yeah. Facebook and obviously Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, it, we've got links on our website page as well if you want to sort of follow us on that. So please do and I'd be happy to help. And I'm pretty sure from memory there's a list of different techniques Rick uses on the website. So you know, if you want to yeah. go back and um, you know something's popped up through this and you want to look into it further, you can jump on his website and get a list of some of the techniques and look them up for yourself. Um, but yeah, thanks again, Reese. Been really um, great having you on and and talking about some of these emotional like blocks we can have and how it can affect our body. Um, really important. So yeah, if you find you're getting stuck with a certain pain or you know recurrent injury and and it just keeps niggling away and different treatments haven't helped, definitely have a think about um, checking out something like, you know, NET or um, quantum neurology, kinesiology, um, to see if you can tap into some underlying issues that, that may be affecting those problems. I know for me that's definitely helped uh, many a time. Um, but, yeah, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up, Rick? No, mate, you've been uh, sensational explaining it all. I think you're better than me. I think we might have to sign you up for our... Uh, <laughs> your program. Mate, it's great. I'll see you at the front door. 
<laughs> no, I appreciate your time, mate, and that was uh, really nice talking to you. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope people find it beneficial, and if, like I said, any info just gives you up. Awesome. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks so much. Bye, bud. Thanks, Paul. Take care, mate. Okay, bye. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.